Hey everybody, it's Matt. Before we dive into this episode of Growing Greater, I want you to know that we could not produce this program without the great support we receive from the team at Kistler Tiffany Benefits. They're actually helping us attract new companies and new jobs to our community. Customer intimacy. This is the key characteristic that distinguishes the team at Kistler Tiffany Benefits, leading to its growth and success over the past 55 years as a trusted leader of employee benefits consulting for companies across Pennsylvania, Delaware, and New Jersey. The KTB team works hand-in-hand with their clients to find long-term strategies and sustainable solutions that control costs for individuals, small businesses, and large, complex organizations with multi-state operations. The experts at Kistler Tiffany Benefits, they understand and appreciate the importance that employers and employees place on affordable, valuable benefits packages. You can learn more at ktbenefits.com and join me in thanking the team at Kistler Tiffany Benefits for believing in us at Select Greater Philadelphia. This is Growing Greater, Growing Greater, bringing you the stories of economic growth, job creation, and business success from across the 11-county community of Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania. Now, here's Matt Gabry. Tell me, and I forget. Teach me, and I remember. Involve me, and I learn. This quote by Benjamin Franklin perfectly illuminates how actively engaging individuals in the learning process results in better outcomes. Here on the Growing Greater podcast, we've partnered with our Chamber of Commerce for Greater Philadelphia's Education and Talent Action Team, also known as ETAT to create a special series that highlights innovative and successful workforce development strategies, some that have been created by the business sector, some by creative academic leaders, and others that are true partnerships between companies and educators. It's all in our collective effort to support regional business growth and talent pipeline attraction initiatives across our region. ETAT works to position Greater Philadelphia as a premier talent hub through cultivating pioneering cross-sector alliances. We'll hear from business leaders who are seeking top quality talent, from nonprofit leaders who are training and placing employees in career-focused jobs. And we're also going to hear from educators who focus on preparing the workforce of today and tomorrow. And finally, we'll hear from those who have participated and are now working in jobs thanks to the various workforce development programs. Kicking off our series, we connected with two dynamic leaders in the regional business community. Dan Fitzpatrick leads Citizens Bank of Pennsylvania, and Rob Policino leads the Greater Philadelphia Operations for Chubb, which is the world's largest publicly traded property and casualty insurance company. Dan and Rob share with us insights into their personal and professional commitments to supporting education, youth engagement, career opportunities in the region, and so much more. Here, Rob shares just how he got to where he is today, leading the regional team at Chubb. It's not a typical career path, but one that I'm fortunate to be in. I'm a New Yorker by birth and relocated down to Philadelphia about six years ago. And it's now my new inherited home and a great place to be and and fortunate to be here. Grew up in New York City and went to school in New York City, went for a business degree, and never in my wildest dreams did I think I'd land a career in a large global insurance company. Right. After college, I had an opportunity to intern at the Insurance Information Institute. Okay. And got some exposure to an industry I wasn't familiar with. 
and started a career through IIII and uh, then got a job at AIG in the mid-90s. Yep. And working hard at AIG and meeting a lot of new people and getting exposure to an industry I wasn't familiar with kind of catapulted me through a career that led me to Chubb in 2008. And through various opportunities, made my way to running one of our largest regions within North America. That's great. And it's probably really helpful to do a gut check here just so <clears throat> folks appreciate Chubb. How do you describe Chubb to the average person? To the average person, we are a global property and casualty insurance company. We sell insurance to large businesses and to individuals. Gotcha. So we insure them when something goes wrong. Makes sense. Right. That's great. And hopefully they never need you. Hopefully they don't have any That's right. That's correct. That's the spirit of insurance. True. Yeah. Dan Fitzpatrick, how about you, bud? Sure, Matt. So I grew up in uh, Northeast Philadelphia, one of eight kids. Very prototypical Philadelphia stories, right? Yep, sure. One of eight kids in a twin house in Northeast Philadelphia. Went to Father Judge High School, LaSalle University. You know, parents, great neighborhood growing up, all about sports. So I was, you know, a lifelong Phillies fan before I came to Citizens Bank. So I look forward to talking to young people about what I do when I'm not at Phillies games at Citizens Bank Park. But right. Right. But no, it's been great. I mean, my parents were both college educated, emphasized education, but none of my family older were in business. So as far as any exposure to business, did not have that until at LaSalle University did an internship at public accounting okay. at Ernst & Winnie in Philadelphia, got on that financial track. I'm a CPA by background and from uh, public accounting into banking. And so a series of, I've uh, been with Wells Fargo by legacy, PNC by legacy, Bank of America. America, as well as Citizens Bank now. That makes sense. And I picked up on something you shared, and I hope you don't mind me drilling down on this, because I love the large families that historically we've had in communities around the country, including New York, and especially in Philadelphia. I'm youngest of seven. So you said you're one of eight, Dan. Where do you fit in that lineup of eight? So I'm number seven. I have a sister who's a year and a week younger. We were eight kids in 12 years with no twins. Yeah, yeah. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, But we were not necessarily a big family in our neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. So I'm right there with you. I'm the youngest of seven, seven kids in nine years. So my mom was busy, that's for sure. Yeah. I, I seem to be the lightweight in the crowd here. I'm the youngest of three. Okay, wow. good. <laughs> three boys. So I'm interested in this background, actually, because I really want to learn more about, as we talk about the Future Ready program and preparing middle schoolers, or at the very least, exposing middle schoolers to what's possible for them in their career as they think about a job path. And what I always reflect on in those moments, especially for a middle school youth, is when I think back... What was your first job? What was my first job? Mm. And I love for each of you guys, and Dan, I'm going to start with you on this one. What was your first job as a young person? And then what was your first, what do we call, real job? No, it's great. I mean, from sixth grade to eighth grade, I was a Philadelphia Inquirer paperboy. So you're up and out, you know, by 6 a.m. every morning, had your route. And so you did that and you collected. So you had your own, you know, your own little bit of the business there in the early grades. Yeah. But then as far as a real job, it really was the internships in college, which got you exposed. So I did an internship with uh, Ernst & Winnie. Yeah. But then... Working my way through LaSalle was also being an assistant controller at Deb Shops, a you know, long-time oh, Philadelphia yeah, sure, company, sure. while also you know playing some sports through college and the like. But that's the thing. It really was those – I mean, internships were really important to me as far as awareness of those career opportunities and then driving you through to a career path. And just drilling down on that for a moment, you mentioned you're a proud graduate of Father Judge. And then you went on to LaSalle College. Take us back to that junior year of Judge. 
and you're thinking about what's next. And did you have a sense that, you know, public accounting or business or, you know, did you want to no. be a sports agent? Did you even have like a vision for what you were no, going to pursue? N- none at all. None at all. I mean, I, you know, fortunate enough did you know, fairly well in school. But no, actually, uh, I played football and baseball in high school. And that was your focus. And we had a great experience there, uh, great friendships that, that you still have through today. And that was really the focus. It was about, you know, education. On the college was what I was going to do. Right. But there was no purpose necessarily. And I do find once you pursue education without a goal and a purpose, it it gets more challenging. And for me, my academics, once I got to college, were much better, much improved once I had a career goal, had a path. Gotcha. And Dan, I have to say, it's really refreshing that, you know, like many young people, you weren't quite sure what you wanted to do either. And today you're president of a bank. You know, you've done pretty well. Rob, I want to ask you the same question. Take us back to New York. What was your first job as a as a young person? And then what would you consider to be like your first real job? So I'm a son of immigrant parents, mm-hmm. right? And I can remember working as a child as far back as like eight years old with my dad. My dad was a painting contractor. And I remember going out with him, you know, evenings during the week and then uh, in the summers and weekends all throughout the year. And I learned at a very early age, a work ethic that's is still instilled in me today. So my first job was painting homes throughout New York City with my dad. It wasn't until I graduated high school and started college, my first kind of real paid job was a bank teller. I was a bank teller in New York and it was a, you know, I had to wear a tie yeah. and uh, was with other people that were much older than me and it was a real professional job. I did it while I was in college. I, I worked and went to school full time. Yep. And it wasn't until I was exposed to professionals. I was exposed to folks that had real careers and real jobs during college, but never through my four years at Pace University in New York did I expect to have the career that I have today. Right. It wasn't until I got exposed to individuals within my network and luckily friends of mine who had pursued a career in insurance prior to me that gave me some exposure and some opportunities within my first real insurance organization. Right. Gotcha. Take us back to that, I don't know, end of day painting job where you're either cleaning the brushes or taping up for the next day's paint job. and Did all that. Did you ever have a moment of, I think I want to pursue a career in painting? I knew I didn't. Right. Right. So, so my dad was an immigrant and he worked his butt off and he worked seven days a week, some days, 12 hours a day. And I work hard now, Yeah. but it's a different type of lifestyle at this point. And thankfully with an education, have a four year degree and have a graduate degree. I was able to land a position that has provided me a tremendous amount of opportunity. Yeah. And I see my children today. I'm, I'm fortunate to have four young children. And I always tell people that If uh, any one of my four children chose to pursue a career in insurance, I would support them 100%. Right. And it's that exposure that my children have that I want to try to help others gain as well. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about me necessarily because I didn't really have that exposure at all growing up. Right. But I knew that I was going to pursue something different. I didn't know what that was. Yep. So I loved your reference to exposing young individuals to what's possible. Right. Right. And and I try to do that with my own children today, knowing my background. Yeah. And hopefully we can do that to some of the children here in Philadelphia. Yeah, for sure. And I do want to dive into that in just a moment. But I have one more question that you guys actually both have touched on a little bit. And, you know, clearly your experiences as young professionals and even as teenagers delivering the Philadelphia Inquirer, painting, have shaped your career path. But I'm really curious about some of the influencers in your life. And maybe it was your dad, Rob, or maybe it was a college professor or someone unexpected. It could have been a neighbor. It could have been a relative that you didn't have a really 
deep relationship with, but you're exposed to every once in a while, and they inspired you in some way. And I have the question for both you, Rob, and Dan, but I was going to start with you, Rob, and then we'll shift over to Dan. I I can't necessarily put my finger on one particular individual, Mm -hmm. both my parents. My mom was a stay-at-home mom, and my dad was a painting contractor, and both of them did everything they needed to do to you know, put food on the table and to support our family and to give us a, an education that would help advance us. Yeah. So they definitely inspired me and definitely shaped my future for sure. But throughout my career and my education, there were, were certain people that believed in me, right. right? Not necessarily because of how smart I was or my grade on a test or how I spoke or what I said, but they believed in me and based on kind of my engagement with them and what they thought was possible. So right. they believed in me and that gave me confidence <clears throat> that I could achieve bigger and better things. Right. And pretty much whatever you put your mind to. Sure. Yeah. And that makes a big difference because I know as, as Pollyanna as it sounds, not everybody has people in their lives who are that encouraging. Right. Dan, how about you? Is there a key influencer or three that stand out for you? Yeah. I mean, I think playing sports up through you know high school and college, I mean, coaches had a big influence. My father, Judge Ed Whitey Sullivan in football and Joe McDermott in baseball. And, and basically, not being a star player, being a you know, solid middle of the road guy, it taught you teamwork and hard work that you didn't play if you didn't work really hard. Right. And they were very direct. So you you got that discipline there. Obviously, my parents were wonderful people who directed us towards education, but didn't push you one way or the other. They let uh, all of us be individuals. But I will say it at LaSalle, uh, when I did transfer to LaSalle, you know, a wonderful accounting faculty, Jack Reardon, who's a professor, just died in the last year. He was wonderful. What he did, he made accounting a fun subject matter. Right. I took accounting 101 with Jack Reardon. I said, this is fun. I was kind of trying to find what do I want to do. He made it fun and interesting. And actually, academically, if you make accounting a reasonably enjoyable yeah. subject matter, it's a very powerful you know, language of business that you can do a lot of things from. You don't need to have the, the green uh, eye shades on as an accountant. There's a lot of creativity that's come through there. But at the end of the day, you've got to get those fundamentals. And there's no substitute for great inspirational teachers. Yeah, absolutely. And Dan, I just want to dive in on that for a moment, because the chance encounter that you had with Jack Reardon mm-hmm. at LaSalle, in that Accounting 101 class, I would actually put into a bucket of a milestone moment. Because you could have walked in and had somebody that didn't make accounting fun, the way you described it. And that could have had a really significant influence on your career path. And you could have ended up pursuing something totally different because you could have walked out of that first class saying, wow, what is this all about? This is not fun. This is not me. I'm going to pursue another discipline that seems to be a little bit more interesting. So those chance encounters, I really position those as what I would call milestone moments. And this is a really nice segue into diving into a little bit more about your commitment to helping young people, both uh, Rob Policino and Dan Fitzpatrick, in supporting a program called Future Ready. And for those who may not be familiar, Future Ready is a collaboration. It's a true partnership between Chubb, Citizens Bank, the School District of Philadelphia, all under the umbrella of our Chamber of Commerce for Greater Philadelphia. And it's really an annual program that is transformational because it engages and it enlightens young people in Philadelphia middle schools exposing them to potential career paths and what those opportunities may lead to in the future, what they may reveal. So it happens every year. And Rob, I was hoping you could give us a little bit more flavor around you know, how the program is structured and business support that comes together. You know, clearly Chubb and Citizens Bank are the leaders in this, but there's a lot of other businesses that have to rally around this to make these kinds of opportunities available for young people. So if you could, just give us a little bit of a snapshot of what Future Ready is. So we are proud to partner with Citizens Bank in 
getting future ready off the ground in Philadelphia and supporting the youth of this city. It is really a collaborative effort between the business community within the city and the school district of Philadelphia to bring what's possible to get exposure on potential future opportunities to young middle school students. Mm -hmm. And really what the program is all about is there's a curriculum that's involved in classroom curriculum, but the crux of the program is really getting those middle schoolers into a business environment. Mm. So getting those children in a setting that they're not necessarily familiar with and getting them exposure to folks that have been successful and to have those business people in a very easy to understand way, have them understand what they do and what right. a career in insurance or what a career in banking looks like. Right. So it may be exposure to individuals that they may otherwise not have. And if there's that one potential to create a spark in one young child to start a career in banking or insurance, as boring as that may sound, it's a very stable career that some children in Philadelphia don't necessarily see as potential. Yeah, absolutely. Because not only do they not see it as potential, they're not even aware of it. Not even aware of it. So when you invite them into Chubb or to Citizens Bank or one of the other corporate environments, the businesses that are supporting this program, then they are exposed to it all. So Matt, when you ask a kid who's 10, 12, 15 years old, what do you want to be when you grow up? Right. Either want to be a baseball player, a yep. football player, a basketball player, because that's what they see around them. That's right. right. That's what they're exposed to. Yeah. Naturally, any kid across America wants to be a baseball player or a football player or a, or a sports athlete. Yeah. No one ever says they want to be an insurance underwriter. That's right. Right? That's no one right. ever does. You didn't even say that. I didn't even say that. I'd be nuts. <laughs> but if you can plant that seed at an early age so that when that child is, you know, five years down the road and runs into someone that uh, works for a company like Chubb or any other insurance company, they may recall that and it just may create an opportunity that they may have otherwise not had. So what do you guys want to be when you grow up? An astronaut. An astronaut? Cool. A nurse. Anybody else? You're in sixth grade now, right? You're just going to be in sixth grade for the rest of your life, right? No, no. Middle school. It's such a crucial time in a young person's life, socially, educationally, developmentally. Keeping students engaged in school at this critical juncture helps propel them to a successful career. Chubb, Citizens Bank, and the School District of Philadelphia with the Chamber serving as the convener, partner on a novel program called Future Ready. It engages and enlightens middle school students about potential career paths, helping them think about what's possible for them as they navigate their next steps. We attended the Future Ready Career Experiences session at the Center City Philadelphia office of Citizens Bank. The students learn the importance of budgeting, credit, and saving, vital lessons that will enable these students to appreciate the nuances of finance and ultimately live more prosperous lives. It's also important to know what you're spending your money on because you want to make sure you have enough, right? So, I mean, if you're going to the movies every week and you're spending $25 and you multiply that by four, that's $100 that you're spending a month just to go to the movies. So you really, it's important that you understand the amount of money that you're spending. And you have to make sometimes a decision on, do I get a new pair of shoes or do I go to the movies? We'll be back in just a minute with more of our conversation with Dan and Rob. But first, I'd like to thank the team at Philadelphia Works, a nonprofit agency serving both career seekers and employers. Philadelphia Works is the city of Philadelphia's workforce development board. They fund and oversee employment services and training opportunities to help Philadelphia residents thrive. 
and employers access the talent they need to compete in today's market. Investments made by Philadelphia Works drive training and employment readiness solutions. And through their service delivery partners, Philadelphia Works connects employers to workforce talent and career seekers to jobs. Learn more at philaworks.org. That's philaworks.org. And join me in thanking Philadelphia Works for their support of Growing Greater and of our Chamber of Commerce for Greater Philadelphia. Now let's get back to our conversation with Dan and Rob. Dan, I want to shift to you and ask if you could provide, I know it's a a big picture kind of overview, but the commitment that you and your team at Citizens Bank has to young people and this career exposure opportunity, because I know Citizens is is constantly thinking about workforce development and the future of Philadelphia, and this is a real tangible way to do it. Right. No, absolutely, Matt. I mean, at Citizens Bank, we're really proud of this and, and very proud to partner with Rob and the team at Chubb. You know, the bottom line, none of us got here without help from others. And so we have a personal duty as good people to, to give back. But also we have a really critical economic need because we need to build, especially in financial services, a more diverse and inclusive workforce. That starts with career awareness. What are the opportunities in these careers? And I think when we get young people coming out of their neighborhoods with minimal to no exposure to these industries, which are really good career opportunities, you learn that, okay, there's some technical skills that are required, right. but really we're in the people businesses. It's right. all about people working in teams to sort of come up with solutions for companies, for individuals, whether it's a financial solution, an insurance solution. And that's the thing. Again, we talk about accounting, language of business, mm-hmm. it, but it's really about how you help people reach their financial goals. And that's what we want to have. As Philadelphia is this wonderful city, it's important that we grow holistically with a really diverse and inclusive workforce. And this is part of it. So that includes financial services, all the different other industries that will be represented yeah. in the future ready. But for Citizens Bank and Chubb, we're just happy to make sure we're making sure that financial services, this very good career path is made available and aware for young people in, in sixth graders in the school district. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I want to stay with you, Dan, and ask you a little bit more about, clearly there are benefits for young people, and I, I want to drill down on that a little bit more, but there are also benefits for your colleagues who are awesome. in the bank, they're in an office environment, and they're being exposed to young people that maybe they <clears throat> wouldn't normally be exposed to. So I was hoping you could talk a little bit more about the benefit for the employee who's participating in the Future Ready program as well. Matt, really important point, because as a company that's very focused on a credo and corporate social responsibility, our colleagues, they want that engagement. They want the civic engagement that we're very strong on at Citizens Bank, but also it's a more personal way. I mean, at Citizens Bank, you know, annually we're giving well over a million dollars philanthropically in the city and over 11,000 volunteer hours. Mm-hmm. The difference there, this is a very personal volunteer hour. We do a lot of things. We'll do with junior achievement, a lot, a lot of ways, but that's where it's when it's personal and when our colleagues at the bank have an opportunity to really make a positive influence on a sixth grader in the in right. school district filled out, that's really rewarding for them. So again, our colleagues get more out of this than the, than the young kids will. But it's important that we're all giving back. And again, that's the name of the game. Our colleagues love it. As you said, you see the faces. And I think what you also get as, as Philadelphians, when you meet young people in the school district of Philadelphia, you feel really, really good and optimistic about the future of Philadelphia. We have a very talented group of young people in the school district and in the private parochial schools in this city. They just 
just need that opportunity. Yeah, and that's a really good point, Dan. It's a great segue to a question I want to ask Rob. That positive feeling that you get when you see the potential of these kids who are kind of discovering something for the first time in your office. Sure. And I'd love to hear your view on you know the future of Philadelphia and, frankly, the future of your industry, because you've talked about this a little bit where most people don't think about insurance as a career. But really, there's a very promising pipeline of talented employees who are needed to continue to provide success in the insurance industry and many others as well. And that's the part I'd love for you to to dive into a little bit more, how that youth engagement really helps to provide a pipeline of future employees for you and your colleagues at Chubb. Because some of these young kids are, they're going to be walking into your offices, you know, in another 10 or 12 years from now, maybe a, a little bit more, maybe a little bit less looking for a job. You're absolutely right, Matt. The dynamics of our industry today, the insurance industry specifically, uh, I've used this term in front of Dan before and he's kind of chuckled a bit, mm-hmm. but we have a silver tsunami approaching. And today, 28% of our workers are under the age of 35, mm. right? That's a very, very small percentage. There's a 74% increase in the number of insurance professionals aged 55 or older over the next 10 years. A silver tsunami. A silver tsunami. Like it's happening, too, yeah. right? And the industry will need hundreds of thousands across the country, hundreds of thousands of new professionals joining our industry. So if there ever was a demand right. for bright, young, energetic talent entering our workforce, it's the insurance industry, yeah. right? There's an opportunity there. And in terms of our employees paying it forward when they meet with these young children, we have a group of talented employees that really have a passion for what they do. They have a passion for representing our company. They have a passion for underwriting or actuarial sciences or law. And for our colleagues to be able to pay that forward and to just enlighten the mind of a young child right. in terms of what's possible, that's very, very gratifying. Right. Are we going to convert anyone that same day? Probably not. Maybe. You never uh, know. You, you might. Yeah. But it's really about planting those seeds and, and right. really exposing children to what's possible. Yeah, totally. And and I love that phrase, planting the seeds. I use that frequently myself. And you never know. And actually, the young person who's sitting across from one of your colleagues on the future ready day at the Chubb offices they may not even know that a seed is being planted. And it's going to take root in five or 10 years from now when they're thinking about applying to college or maybe college isn't for them and they're thinking about a different kind of vocational path or, or a training program that takes them into the direction of insurance. And that's when it's going to trigger and they're going to say, I remember meeting that gal, that guy at Chubb, you know, five years or so ago. And I really liked what they were doing there. And it may not come to fruition until much later. Think of your typical middle schooler in Philadelphia who's in the inner city, who has never been in a corporate environment before. Think about them entering that workplace. Right. You know, whatever workplace may be, but an office setting, that's a new experience for them. That's a new world, a world they wouldn't otherwise have exposure to. So the simple experience of going into an office setting to meet with individuals that do something very different than what they're exposed to is something that they'll stick with them. Yeah, for sure. So, Dan, I want to shift over and dive in a little bit more about some of your motivations, because, you know, both Rob Policino from Chubb and Dan Fitzpatrick from Citizens Bank, you're highly engaged members of our academic business and civic community. You work with and through our chamber and the tentacles of our chamber as well. But you do it for a reason. And it's not just tied to business. It's tied to a bigger kind of philosophy of How do you really help people be more successful? And you touched on it a little bit earlier, Dan, and I'd love for you to talk about why you are so passionate about 
not only the Future Ready program, but but getting involved. Absolutely. On a personal level, obviously, I love Philadelphia. It's my hometown. And you care about Philadelphia, but also you have to care about people. And it's not just about getting a job. It's also getting truly those family-sustaining wages. And that's where the focus is. It's not just on, hey, can you get a job? It's get on a career path where people can can grow. You know, we're probably did the, um, you know, the Citizens Bank Maritime Port Training Facility. There's never been a training facility for the port that's growing so rapidly here. So there's programs like that where very specifically for young people of whatever their interests are, we have to have training training for them so they can get into what are really good family sustaining jobs and that's what we've got to do so you know Robin we can help on financial services but the nice thing about my job as I said and we're in the people business I have 1400 commercial clients right in, in my responsibility kind of around the country but mainly in the you know about six states in this region and every one of them is desperate to find quality workers right and we have this high poverty rate in the city of Philadelphia so we have a duty as a business leader to try to connect the dots, help on education. There's the basic education, you know, leaning towards STEM, but also make, again, career awareness and then the training specific. And it's not all about college degrees, right? It's about finding that path. If you're working outdoors with your hands, you know, it's not blue collar. You're an artisan of one type or another. That's what it's about. We have to respect work. And I think there's so many great opportunities. And Hey, we have a duty from a business perspective, but a really important personal duty to make sure we're helping people succeed in Philadelphia. Absolutely. Rob, you want to add? Yeah. And Future Ready, let me be clear, is not just financial services. We'll have companies represented from all various industries, from publishing to engineering to professional services. You're absolutely right. And I'm glad you're pointing that out because- Including the Philadelphia Phillies. That's right. (laughs) So Bryce Harper's looking for some company in the outfield. (laughs) There you go. That's right. (laughs) Is he going to be available? (laughs) (laughs) But I'm glad you're bringing that up because you're right. And you referenced this a moment ago as well, Rob, in that young people, when they're walking into a high-rise building, they've never been exposed to an office environment before. But it's not just about that professional services world. We have folks who are participating in the Future Ready program from General Building Contractors Association, from the sheet metal workers. Dan, you were referencing the port. Saxby's is on there. Sure. So there are career paths here to fit every yeah. interest. And it's not just this, let's push kids into this right. professional services world, if you will. Right. And yeah. then you talk about, I mean, healthcare and life sciences here. Obviously, we are a global leader in gene therapy. Right. And there's so many roles. You know, Obviously, we're a major medical center globally, and again, a, a true leader. There's so many roles to play from research assistants to lab assistants that expose you to a path. Yep. And then it's just continuing training and study that you know anything is possible if given the opportunity and the knowledge of these uh, career paths. Our Chamber of Commerce has many ways you and your organization can get involved with workforce development programs across the region. Learn more at chamberphl.com and be sure to tune in to more episodes in this special education and talent series. As we wrap this segment of Growing Greater, let's thank the team at Interpros Consulting. Founded on the core values of accountability, family, passion, trust, and value, the Interpros team encourages innovative thinking in order to enhance their abilities to provide hard-to-find talent. And they do it in a more cost-efficient way, helping your team to reduce labor costs. Interpros provides highly skilled consultants for business organizations across the country on a contract or permanent basis in the areas of information technology and quality and regulatory compliance, among others. 
their focused approach delivers genuine business value by empowering, encouraging, and proactively supporting their personnel to exceed their clients' expectations. Learn more at interpros.com. That's I-N-T-E-P-R-O-S.com. And join me in thanking Interpros Consulting for believing in us at Select Greater Philadelphia. Growing Greater is presented by Select Greater Philadelphia, a council of our Chamber of Commerce for Greater Philadelphia. Select is the business attraction organization for Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania, and helps to grow the economic vibrancy of our collective community by attracting new businesses and new jobs to our region. Special thanks to our program producers, Elena Carmazin and Maricela Juarez, along with the great team of marketing and creative services professionals at our chamber. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in anytime and anywhere you get your podcasts or online at selectgreaterphl.com slash podcast.